Hello, and welcome to Dose of Joy. I'm your host, Joy Huber, stage four cancer survivor. As I open this new podcast, I'd love to share a quote from Viktor Frankl. One of his most famous quotes was, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. According to Wikipedia, Viktor Frankl was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, author, and Holocaust survivor. One of the books he authored was Man's Search for Meaning. It's my goal that Dose of Joy be a podcast about this quote, helping you, the listener, by providing inspiration and ideas for how to thrive in spite of situations that can't be changed. Starting with cancer in our first season, that's a situation I was personally facing over a decade ago now in March of 2010. I want to help you if you're facing a cancer diagnosis or helping someone facing cancer, like a family member or friend. So I'll share more about my personal story in each episode versus all right now. But in summary, I endured three years of chemotherapy while suffering the complete loss of my shoulder-length hair as a single 33-year-old. I want you to do sooner what I should have done earlier, and I learned so much from my personal experience to share with you. I wrote a book titled Cancer with Joy that Morgan James Publishing of New York City published. Play on words since my name is Joy. That's available as a paperback, ebook, and even audiobook. But I decided to develop this podcast, too, to give up-to-date info in an easily digestible format. You can listen and be uplifted during your treatment, while you're working out, while you're commuting. I pause to dedicate this episode to Jeff Crudell, host of another amazing podcast called JFK, The Enduring Secret. If you're into history, and especially the President Kennedy tragic assassination, November 22nd, 1963, trust me when I say you'll be riveted by this podcast, almost 60 episodes in as of this podcast launch. I've been really blessed to get to connect and talk with Jeff, and his support and encouragement for me to launch this show has been deeply appreciated. When I was diagnosed with cancer, hearing those few, you have cancer, words no one ever wants to hear, I felt shocked, devastated, heartbroken, terrified. You likely feel the same way in your situation. But I found while no one's happy they have cancer, You can have cancer and still be happy. You mainly need three things in order to still feel happy. Resources, support, and encouragement. 
Who has time to find all the best and latest resources, especially when facing cancer, juggling an already busy life of work, family, kids, school, errands, and now cancer? Google searches can turn up so much misinformation, as I was reminded researching for this episode, and people trying to sell you things. So I'm going to cite and point you to credible resources, some you're likely not familiar with. When facing cancer, you definitely want to spend your precious time in a more valuable way with loved ones versus searching online. I've been there, and I'll be your guide serving you to get you through all of this. You also desperately need support from people like you who have also faced cancer or are facing it, who get it and uniquely understand what you're going through. I want you to know Yana, while I have a friend named Yana, in this case, Y-A-N-A stands for you are not alone. I'm here for you, so you're not alone. I'll be guiding you after having been there myself. While I can't say I know exactly what you're going through, as we're different people, I've experienced a lot of the same emotions over a similar journey. And I'm here to encourage you by sharing the patient point of view, obstacles I encountered during diagnosis and treatment, and how I overcame them. While I have a master's degree from Boston University in health communications, you should know I'm not a medical doctor, so be sure to consult with your clinical care team for specific guidance on your own treatment. But what I've personally learned? Well, I know what I know, and I know that well. Finally, I mentioned knowing firsthand the fear you're feeling. We'll talk through that. The opposite of fear is courage, though, so I'll seek to fill you with courage by encouraging you. Each episode will feature a segment specifically on transforming fear and oftentimes tears into thriving. Let's get right into it. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's a heightened time of cancer awareness with lots of pink ribbons out there and many organizations offering to donate a percentage of your pink items purchased to charitable causes. According to cancer.net, maybe the first site you hadn't heard of until you found me, in the United States, breast cancer is the most common cancer in women, excluding skin cancer. While men can get breast cancer too, breast cancer in men is rare, accounting for less than 1% of all breast cancers. To tell you more about Cancer.net real quick, since I'll be citing from it frequently, I use it frequently because it's doctor-approved patient information from ASCO. And ASCO, A S. CO is the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Over a quarter of a million women are estimated to be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer in 2021 in the United States. Signs and symptoms could include a lump, change in the size or shape of the breast, or breast pain that does not go away. 
These should be discussed with your doctor and don't necessarily mean a breast cancer diagnosis. To diagnose breast cancer, tests including diagnostic mammography, ultrasound, MRI, magnetic resonance imaging, and biopsies can be done. Please like the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page, and I'll share there the link to the cancer.net breast cancer specific diagnosis page. I'll also post this week the link to the ASCO treatment plan form that you can provide to your doctor to fill out as a treatment plan is a summary of your cancer and the planned cancer treatment. Meant to give basic information about your medical history to any doctors who will care for you during your lifetime, Cancer.net makes the useful suggestion to ask your doctor for a copy of your treatment plan. Now, I have my personal breast cancer scare to share. With my cancer history, my oncologist wanted me to get that baseline mammogram at 40. So I went and was promptly called back for a second visit to the imaging center for the ultrasound, which made me nervous, but I kept telling myself something you may also find helpful. Try not to worry until you know there's something to really worry about. We spend so much of our valuable time and energy worrying for what? If it's out of our control, our worrying won't do anything to help. In fact, when I worry, I ask myself this simple question, is it within my control? If it's not, I really try to distract myself or get involved in something different. Even texting with or talking to a friend can be a great distraction if you're getting caught up in your own thoughts and fears. Now, after my ultrasound, they called me back. This third visit to the imaging place was for the MRI, magnetic resonance imaging. Then, wait for it, they called me back for a fourth appointment, this time for biopsies. Yes, I was really worked up in spite of my own advice. I know from personal experience, it's easier said than done not worrying about things. And we'll get into, in a future episode, possible reasons why a cancer diagnosis terrifies us so much. But I found out with nothing previous in my file to compare test results to, the imaging place wanted to be sure on some areas that they weren't cancerous. They also told me I have dense tissue that made it harder to tell for sure until they did the more invasive screenings. But at least they gathered comprehensive information to compare future tests to. Even this year, doing my mammogram this summer, I was called back for ultrasound, and they want to follow up six months later, which is right around Christmas time for me. So this podcast isn't the medical voice. It's the real-life patient voice as I face my own uncertainty and anxiety, and I work not to worry about things in my own life. It may be messy, but that's life. It'll be real. I can assure you of that. Back to sharing the treatment options, information, citing cancer.net. Options generally include surgery, chemotherapy, targeted therapy, 
radiation therapy, and or hormonal therapy. Immunotherapy may also be an option. I'll also post the link on the podcast Facebook page to the specific Cancer.net breast cancer treatment page so you can see details of your treatment from a credible source. I'll share the link to questions to ask after getting a diagnosis. As your guide to cancer, I know how much time you can waste searching for information you can actually use online. So it's good to have these specific links to save you not only valuable time, but also your energy, which you want to conserve with so much going on. This link includes great questions to ask, like, what are my treatment plan options? What treatment plan do you recommend and why? What can I do to get ready for this treatment? What are the potential side effects of each treatment? What can be done to ease side effects? Who would you recommend who could give me a second opinion on this diagnosis and proposed treatment plan? Let's talk next week about a credible source for finding doctors and hospitals who are top rated in your area by an independent third party, as that'll be super useful for you to have. I also want to take time in each show to talk about advances in cancer treatment. Just last week on September 21st, 2021, an article from the Cancer Institute of New Jersey, I'll share the link on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page, stated the National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes in the United States. However, The outlook for patients diagnosed with breast cancer has been changing for the better over time, thanks to advances in research, targeted therapies, and a more personalized approach to treating women diagnosed with breast cancer. The article also says there are many changes in the way that surgeons approach breast cancer removal that have evolved over the past 10 to 20 years. It's exciting and very encouraging to hear that there are advances being made in treatment of breast cancer. Next part of each episode is also discussing a resource for support, as I promised earlier, so you can thrive through treatment. Support is so key because it helps us divide our sorrows when we share them with another and multiply our happiness when we share great things. Support from someone who's been there and who knows what you've been through is just extra wonderful. So today I highlight the American Cancer Society's Reach to Recovery program. I will share this on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page too, but the URL is a simple one. Go to reach.cancer.org to chat with someone who's been there, as it says at the top of the page. Match with a breast cancer survivor today. Further down on the page, as it looks today, it says the American Cancer Society Reach to Recovery Program connects people facing breast cancer from diagnosis through survivorship with trained volunteers who are breast cancer survivors. Through our website and app, you can create an online profile and match with a volunteer who has experienced a similar type of breast cancer stage and treatment. 
Volunteers do not provide medical advice. This is a free program. Please note it also says participants must be 18 years or older and live in the United States. That website again is reach, R-E-A-C-H dot cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R dot org, O-R-G. Hopefully that's one you may not have had the time or energy to find that I can help you with as you tune in to Dose of Joy. And today, since I want to provide lots of value to you for tuning into this first episode, I'm going to share one of the unique and inspiring stories I feature in one chapter of my Cancer with Joy book. Knowing not everyone reading this book was my same age or facing my same cancer, I set out to find stories of others to include to inspire a wide variety of cancer fighters. One woman who sent me a story so great I had to include it in my book was Marie Rowe. Here's the story she shares. Volunteering at a children's home helped me face cancer treatment with joy by Marie Rowe. It never occurred to me that I would one day be diagnosed with cancer. I didn't smoke or drink, was in good shape from regular workouts, and my diet was healthy. Even though there is cancer in my family, no one had suffered from breast cancer. So imagine my surprise when I was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer at the age of 53. Since I tend to be a glass-half-full kind of person, my initial response to this news was not one of fear, but an almost matter-of-fact feeling of knowing I could beat it on my own. Accordingly, I refused the recommended radiation and chemotherapy treatments and embarked on a series of alternative therapies, which included a macrobiotic diet, Chinese herbs, yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, acupuncture, hypnotherapy, and a positive attitude. My friends and family, although concerned by the route I chose to take, were somehow comforted by my conviction that I could heal myself. I was extremely disappointed when, exactly a year after my initial diagnosis, I discovered two more malignant lumps in my breast. It was now strongly suggested that I undergo the traditional method of cancer treatment, radiation and chemo, since the cancer was considered aggressive. Rather than reject what I had previously perceived as poison, I chose to embrace the chemo. I had no idea what it looked like and imagined some kind of torture chamber. Nonetheless, I decided to make an occasion of it and wore makeup, pretty clothes and jewelry, and later, lovely hats whenever I went for treatment. I also read uplifting books and listened to inspirational tapes as I sat in a large, comfortable leather chair while the kind oncology nurse gently administered liquid drugs through a vein in my arm. The first was a clear liquid, which I immediately imagined to be God's light entering my body. Then the red liquid that followed, I saw as the color of love. I had no idea I would visualize the treatment in this way, but choosing to literally 
go with the flow rather than fighting the disease and resisting the cancer in an aggressive manner worked for me. Interestingly, I did not suffer the severe side effects of chemotherapy as so many women did, and I like to think it had a lot to do with my attitude. I feel that the previous year of alternative therapy also made a difference and that I had prepared my body to receive the cancer drugs. I was not employed during my treatments, but it was important for me to continue volunteering at a children's home several days a week. Whether it was playing in the sand, reading books, or doing crafts, just being in the moment with these abused and abandoned children gave me a lot of joy. And I feel it was a big part of my healing. Simply turning up for these kids made a difference in their lives, and as it turns out, in mine too. I actually received the Volunteer of the Year Award during this period for my consistency and for organizing drama and craft activities as well as creative writing exercises for the children. Because I lived alone, a friend suggested I get a kitten for company while I was undergoing treatment. Her cat had just had kittens, and a few weeks later, on Thanksgiving, I decided to take home an orange tabby I named Pumpkin. I had no idea that this little furry creature would bring such joy into my life. He was a bundle of love from the very beginning, made me laugh, and was responsible for making me rest. Lying on the couch exhausted from chemo, I would only have to think about getting up to do something, and Pumpkin would race across the room and jump on my chest with his paws around my neck, his face in mine, forcing me to stay where I was. After I lost my hair, I was sitting in bed crying, feeling ugly. Suddenly, Pumpkin jumped up on the bed and draped himself over my head. Not to worry, he would be my hair. That cute and inspiring story of volunteering and helping others is featured on pages 52 to 54 of Cancer with Joy. If you want to grab a copy and follow along, I'm sure I'll reference this helpful resource many times throughout the podcast. You can get it as an ebook too if you prefer. Thank you so much for tuning into this first episode of Dose of Joy. Remember to follow us at Dose of Joy podcast on Facebook, and you can also email your story and feedback as to what you'd love to hear about for another episode of the show. The show email is doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com. I'll be dropping a new episode each week. Wishing you a joyful life.